0: Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the Senior Pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Amen. Giving Grace Part 2. What a powerful word that was shared last week by our lead pastor. Amen. What a powerful word. I, I strongly believe that it is a, a word in season, it, it is a word in time. Amen. I know the last time I was here, we were sort of talking about similar um, things. Amen. Don't, you know, don't be dismayed and say, you know, um, this gentleman is always talking about the same thing. Hallelujah. But it is a way that, that is relevant, that Ongolongolo wants us to walk in it. In Binoni, we were talking about, you know, the walking grace. Um, God wants us to walk in it. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Kuzo ngani, about the tabernacle of Moses, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, break it down to you, you know, that the color purple scarlet meant that there was the brazen Levi typifies this and stuff like that, and we walk out still facing the same issues, still struggling financially. Hallelujah. Still struggling in our marriages. We have the knowledge of something, but not the possession of it. So I strongly believe that Nkulungulu really, you know, is not satisfied with us, you know, being successful or doing ministry at the level at which we are doing. But Nkulungulu wants to, you know, turn up the volume a bit and take things higher hallelujah as far as our giving is concerned as far as our lives are concerned especially you know as black churches hallelujah if you look at you know uh, most of our black churches you hardly find you know there are very few you know that can be compared to some of the big white churches that we know in south africa hallelujah And the difference there, it's the same God, it's their financial muscle. Um, Because, you know, they're able to do more in terms of soul winning because, you know, money allows you to do things. Hallelujah, Bazaran. It enables you. You operate better at your gift when you are blessed. We are not thinking about bread after the service. Hallelujah. We're not worried about paying your bills. You know, it, it helps you. Um, to to focus more on your calling. Hallelujah. So Nkulungulu is really tackling this subject, and I I want you to to catch it in the spirit. I want you to not miss it, you know. Um, I know you might have had the same things being said over and over again, but Nkulungulu, maybe he's reiterating them for a purpose to say, I really want this principle to be established so that you and I can walk in it. Hallelujah, Bazalan. Hallelujah, so that you and I can walk in a dimension that no one else in our families, in our peers, amongst our peers has ever walked. Hallelujah. So giving grace, it was very powerful as as I was listening to to the podcast. I was blessed with, you know, so... So many things that our father shared. Um, You know, one of the scripture that he shared that we can't really post on social media, you know, or on our WhatsApp status is that you know the the wicked borrow and they do not pay back. Hallelujah, I was like, wow. I was like, wow. You can't post that because somebody will think you are subtweeting them. That's the way it ne. So Umfundi said, true righteousness, as we do a quick reca- recap. Now I'm starting to preach. Now I'm starting to preach for the next 30 minutes or 35 minutes. Here's a quick re- recap on giving grace. Umfundi said, true righteousness, hallelujah, comes from God. And it will always lead us to be generous, to be generous. So he said that, you know, um, generosity, it is showing kindness towards others. So, Nkul wants us to be generous believers and givers. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He said we must be generous and kind. Be willing, be open to giving. And he also mentioned that do not eat the bread of the miser, you know, um, talking about that scripture in the book of Proverbs, to say, um, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not nice to be a beggar because poverty reduces to be a beggar. That even though somebody has given you something, they want to see how you're spending it or control you on how you are spending it because poverty reduces you to be a beggar. You know, and and doesn't want that for us, Bazolan. Hallelujah. And he spoke about, you know, righteousness and generosity, the two that, you know, um, work to, together. Hallelujah. He said generosity, it speaks about wisdom. Um, and in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 32, verse 5, it says, the foolish person will no longer be called generous nor the miser said to be bountiful. So what a word. What a word. So number one, I need to be generous as a believer. I need to give. I need to be open to giving. And you don't have to wait until you have money and lots of it. You can give at the level at where God has placed you right now. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I know you might be a student, you might be unemployed, but God still expects you to give at that level. Before I came to Builders Church many years ago, when we were friends, we went out, everybody used to pay for their bill. And when I joined Builders Church and I became a member of Builders Church, I realized that when you have people that you called your friends and when you take them out and you invite them, you take care of the bill at some point. Hallelujah! Because it's an exercise of generosity. You are saying, "I appreciate you. I value you. I want to spend an hour or two with you, and I'm going to take care of the bill." Hallelujah, Bazalwan. In such a way that you know it's not it's foreign for me um, to go to a restaurant and having to split a bill, whether it be it with a client. Be it with a fellow believer, hallelujah. When they invite me, they take off or oh, vice versa, hallelujah, because generosity, God is entrenching it in our hearts, that we need to be generous. And he spoke about, you know, giving beyond what is expected, giving beyond what is expected. So let us be generous, Bazalan. Amen and right now when you go to a restaurant you can watch people where they eat they were friends talking now this one is saying this drink i didn't drink that one this one belongs to you it's a it's a proper admin Basil, And hallelujah we are not there we are not writing a cta exam amen we are there to have fun hallelujah we become generous we we give because we love god's people and we love the people that god has placed in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. And the scripture that you read was from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 8, verse 7. But since you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love, we have kindled it, and in the love we have kindled in you. See that you also excel in this grace of giving. So Paul here says we've done well in other things. Yeah. We've done well in speech, you know, the way we preach. We've done well in terms of our theology, our knowledge. We are very knowledgeable. Uh, we can preach, uh, you know, we can preach, we can sing, uh, we can bring heaven down. Hallelujah. But he also says, do not forget that you may excel in the grace of giving. There's a difference between giving and excelling in the grace of giving. So when you come to church, we need to be ready to give. Hallelujah. When you are a child of God, everywhere you go, you need to be ready to give. Hallelujah. The reason why, as Mfundisi was saying last week, we struggle is because most of us are in debt. That is why the subject of giving because we cannot afford even though we want to. But God is teaching us these principles so that, number one, we can get out of debt. And so that we can be able to give, hallelujah, beyond what is expected. So, Usatane wants to keep us in debt by giving us justifiable excuses in our heads why we should not give. Because if you listen to the children of God in, in, in his kingdom, justifying why they can't give, you know, they have valid reasons. Um, they cannot afford, they are unemployed. You know what I mean? They are in debt, they can't. You know, things are very tough. Um, to us, you know, and to me, that's a very valid reason, but to God, it's not. Because it is he who gives you the power to generate wealth. And God still expects us, hallelujah, to come back and to give. Because when we come to give, it's an act of generosity. It's an act of showing gratitude towards God. To say, God, thank you that you blessed me for my job. And to show that I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Here's an offering that I am bringing. Hallelujah, and he's asking for it because he knows that he has given it to you. So Nkulungulu he he's not a hard man like that man in the parable of Jesus. Hallelujah, Bazalane, who said, you are a hard man, the, the one with, with the one uh, talent. Yeah. You are a, he said, you are a hard man. I know that you want to reap where you did not sow. But we all know how that story ended. It escalated very quickly to the next level that even the one talent that was given to him was taken away from him. Hallelujah, Bazolana. So, so, so giving, it's supposed to become part of our lifestyle as Christians. It must not be something that it's very hard because giving, Bazolana, it heals your spirit. It, it, it frees you. It sets you free because the more you give, the more God blesses you. Hallelujah, Bazolana. So that's the door that the enemy wants to close. The door of blessing. Because Nkulungulu says, Give and it shall be given back to you. Hallelujah. Give and it shall be given back to you. Blessed is the hand that gives than the one that receives. And most of us, we do well with free offering. Free will offering. We do well. We give. Hallelujah. But when it comes to other things, we are not very consistent. Amen. We do well. At the beginning of giving, we do well. But Nkulungulu Bazalwane wants to take us to the next level. Nkulungulu wants to take us to the next level. I don't know about you, Bazalwane, but for most people in our country, they are facing very tough economic, um, what's the word? Challenges. Gunzima. Hallelujah The school fees are here. The cars are here. The insurance companies are here. You know what I mean? The, the bonds are here. Unzima. You, you, you are closing one door, the other is opening. Hallelujah, people are barely making it, barely surviving. Amen. Barely we're scratching the surface. You know, if something wrong happens and you don't get paid, you know, things fall apart. That's not the kind of a lifestyle that Unkolungul wants us to live. Because why? Unkolungul wants to bless us and he wants us to excel in the grace of giving. Unkolungul wants us to have more. 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 Hallelujah, Bazaran. Like us as gents, where we ate and we ate and there was more and we could not eat anymore. That's the kind of a blessing that Ungolungul wants to bestow upon his children. Of more than enough. More than enough. Not barely making it. Not barely surviving. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. You know, when was the last time most people poured a full tank? Very privileged people. Very privileged people. Especially if you drive big cars. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It's been a very challenging economic. you know, if you are able to bless the Lord. But you need to give even more. You need to excel in the grace of giving better than any, any of us. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Amen. A friend of mine used to pour five hundred, two hundred. Then you know, you know, they're making fun of him when they said that the, the day you're gonna put if you pour a full tank, your car is going to be shocked. It might choke <laughs> because uh, you know they said it in the So, um, so, so, so yeah, Bazolan, Amen. So for God is not and just as to overlook our offerings. Hallelujah. So it's important for us to understand that God will never look our offerings. Um, but we need to sow seeds, we need to sow seeds, we need to sow seeds, we need to be givers um, in the house of the Lord, in his kingdom. Hallelujah. So Mfundisi also spoke about um you know the biblical um, principles of giving the four definitions Hallelujah I believe that he did about three and we're going to tackle the rest of um, the rest of them this morning hallelujah what is biblical giving? what is biblical giving so last week he said it was it is an act of generosity towards God an act of gen- so when we give, we are showing God, hallelujah, It is we are appreciating him. We are saying, God, thank you, hallelujah. It's an act of appreciation, of generosity, because it is he who gives us the power to make wealth. He's the source of everything, so we appreciate him. Secondly, he said, it is an expression of worship. Hallelujah. With our offering, we worship God. We bring our offerings before the Lord as an act of worship. Um, as well hallelujah someone once said the gift without the giver is rare the gift without the giver is rare why because god is a giver so a gift without a giver for you to receive a gift there needs to be a giver so this morning are you a giver in order for a gift to exist there needs to be a giver. Amen. So number the number fourth reason why God wants us to excel in the grace of giving. Why we must give. Hallelujah bazalwane. It's because number 1 it is a biblical number 3 I mean it is a biblical response preceded by an acknowledgement that God is the source of all good things. It is a biblical response. It is a biblical requirement. We give because God has commanded us to give. We are responding to his word. Hallelujah, Basil. And acknowledging that God is the source of all good things. Tatungulungul is the source of my provision. That everything that I have, that I own, comes from him. Nothing that I own, that I possess. Hallelujah, Bethlehem. Nothing, it it comes from everything that comes from him. Amen. In the book of James, chapter number 1, verse 17, it says, Every good gift, every good gift, and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift. Hallelujah, Bazalan. Your jaw is a good gift from God. Your business is a good gift from God. Your family is a good gift from God. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It is everything. God is the source and is the owner of everything. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He is the creator of everything. So we give because it is a biblical response. We are responding to God, Him being the source. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. I know that sometimes we forget and we don't think, you know, of little things that they are from God. I remember many years ago, I came to a church service like this and I received the prophetic word. And the word was very strange because it's, it began by saying, like I see you as a student studying, but the angel of the Lord is teaching you. And this is 20 years ago, hallelujah, when I was doing my first year. So you can tell that you know I'm joining Golden Oldies soon, which is a privilege, hallelujah, I can't wait. Amen. So at that time, I was not born again, but I thought I am studying hard because I have to study. Little did I know that there is an angel teaching me, preaching me, teaching me, pushing me to study. 20 years later, I discovered that it was the hand of God. So I thought, Mina, myself, I'm doing it, not knowing that the hand of God is there. So we give in response to that because everything, our education, God is the source. Hallelujah, Bazalan. He is the source, every good gift, every good gift, and perfect gift. Unkulunkulu gives perfect gifts. Yeah. They come from him. Amen. First Timothy, chapter number 6, verse 17. Command, command those who are rich in this present age not to be, not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Here, we must not trust in our own riches, in our own strength. Uncertain riches, it speaks about us leaving God outside the equation, thinking that everything happens because we are smart. Everything happens because of our connections. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He says here, do not trust in uncertain riches. We know, Bazalwan, and we've seen people who do well this year and the following year, they're not doing very well. Because why, you know, people put their trust in their riches and they leave God out of it. And as children of God, it's important for us to understand that our riches come from the Lord. Hallelujah, bazalwane Our riches come from the Lord. That is why we are not afraid or ashamed to bring back and give to God in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to partner with God, bazalwane to bring back that which God has given you into his house to say, God, here is my offering, here's my gift. Hallelujah, Bazon. I appreciate you. That this month was tough, but I made it anyway. This year was tough, I made it anyway. Here is my gift. Hallelujah, Bazolan. And I said the last time that God is fair. uNkulunkulu gives you 90% and he asks for 10%. And we're still not faithful with the 10%. How much more when God is going to, to demand the 100%? Because at some point, he might visit you for the 100%. Hallelujah, Bazolan. How many of you know that when God is, is getting ready to take you to the next level... As far as your finances is concerned, he might even come and ask you for the 100% that you have just to check, hallelujah, if you are trusting in these uncertain riches or are you trusting in him. If you do not believe me, ask the young rich ruler who came running to Jesus to try and impress him, to say, Lord, I have done it all. Hallelujah, Barcelona. What else must I do? And Jesus said, Take your wealth and give it to the poor and come back and follow me. Hallelujah. The Bible says he went away sorrowfully because he had great possessions. Hallelujah. And you could not understand why Jesus would say to him, go and give it away. So to him, he lost Christ because of his riches. Then Jesus says after that, it will be hard for rich people to enter the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not because not because he doesn't want us to have the wealth, but it's it's when the wealth has us. It is when our money controls us, it dictates our time. Hallelujah, Bazolan. It dictates when we come to church, when we don't come to church, it dictates um all of those things. So so Unkulunkulu bazolani, he, 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 we, we give as a as a response because of his weight. Yeah. Hallelujah. And secondly. And that everything we have is from him. Everything that we have is from him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. From heaven. So everything that we have comes from heaven. I know it sounds unbelievable, but it comes from heaven. The life that we have, the breath that you are breathing, it comes from heaven. Hallelujah, Bazalwan." You know, we, we we live in the modern times, and science has advanced. Hallelujah! They can create and do so many things, but they can't preserve a soul. They can't save a soul. Hallelujah! men keep dying. Men keep dying. Hallelujah. No one is going to live forever because why? Hallelujah! God has declared. Hallelujah! When the sin happened in the garden of Eden, so 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 everything comes from God. He is the source. Hallelujah! Bazalan. the word here is very clear. It comes from Him. It comes from above, hallelujah, everything that we possess, it is because it has been released from heaven. It has been released from heaven. My job, my business, it has been released in heaven. My business was prophesied as well by the word of the Lord in a service like this again, I was sitting here working, minding my business, having minding my, my other business, you know, yeah. thinking about work, thinking about, you know, going to work, but the Word of the Lord came and visited me in a service like this, that it confronted me, you're going to be in business, you're going to leave the company that you're working for right now, you're going to do A, B, and C, and D, hallelujah, because nothing is given unless it is released from heaven. So it will be foolish of me right now to think that I I am where I am and I'm doing what I'm doing because of my own ability and my own strength. Hallelujah. First he spoke it, then he brought it into existence. And he's the one that is sustaining it. Amen. First Chronicles chapter number 29, verse 11. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You are exalted as the head over all. How beautiful is that? In verse 12, both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all. Both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all. Yeah. Hallelujah, Bazolan. So God decides whom to bless. God decides, hallelujah, Bazalan, It is through his sovereign will that he decides that I'm going to bless so and so. And how many of us know that whatever God has blessed, no man can can curse? Hallelujah, Barcelona. I would rather be blessed by God and have the assurance that comes from God than try and orchestrate a miracle for myself through the hands of men. Because men will want to control that which they think they opened the door for me. Hallelujah, Barcelona. How many of you... Have friends in politics who were fired and they were not aware that they were fired. And they tell you a story which is chief, so You are the last one to find out that you are fa- fired because men, how they operate with their world is different from God. When God gives it to you, His gifts are irrev- irrevocable. He gives it to you. And that's it. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. He will not, you know, give it to you and take it back. When he blesses, he blesses. He's not, God does not play games with us. He gives you a gift. He gives you a gift. You can sing, you can sing. We see people, they sing. Like they wake up now, they hit a note. Hallelujah. Without practicing, without doing anything. Why? It's a gift. It has been freely given. The heavens opened over their lives. And God released the blessing and no one can do anything else about it except for God. Amen. So we give because we acknowledge that everything comes from him. Comes from him. Comes from him, Basil. If you know that God opened the door, giving should not be difficult. Usatani tries and make it difficult, but it should not be difficult. Because why? God does not start you God does not put pressure on you. God, he, he works us, Barcelona, step by step. That is why salvation is progressive. Hallelujah. You come, you attend the classes, you grow. Hallelujah. You don't get saved today and the following day we are preaching. Hallelujah, Barcelona. There are very few people like Paul, so we can't, you know, God makes few exceptions, but God takes us through the steps, He takes us through a journey. You know, before he gives you extreme wealth, he starts you small, you know, to test you. And not only to test you, but to work your heart, to, to really understand what this mission is all about. Because sometimes we make it about ourselves, but, you know, and forget about the bigger picture, what God has in mind when God is blessing us. So God will start you. You'll start with your intern, your job. You are earning 5,000 rands. 500 rands should be, you know, enough and very simple. Um, to be your tithe and some offering on top of that. And when we are faithful in that, ungkuluungkulu takes us to the next level, when you get a promotion, it's, it's not hard. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. And you know, I I you know, I mean, I remember at some point when I was working, I mean, I was earning a very fair salary, you know, it's nothing today. But that's like, you know, 10 years ago. You know, so I think my tithe was like 5,000, you know? So <laughs> So so but God started me with the journey, 10,000 15,000 20,000 um, 50,000 hallelujah and I'm 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 sharing this with you not to boast Hallelujah, because there's somebody sitting here who's earning five times dead, and they're looking at me. So there's always a level on top. Hallelujah, if you desire. So I'm sharing this example in terms of God start you gradually. And Nungulungulu just wants you to be consistent in tithing. You see, it works when you're consistent. It works when you don't see results. At first, it works. You have to be consistent enough. To trust God, because that's what believing in and trusting God for is all about, until it yields results. Because then God will say 100. So if you are struggling with the 10, how does God take it to 100? Amen, Basalan. Then God takes it to 200, where now you have to take out 10% of 200. You know, 5,000 is nothing, but when God takes it to 500, Pastor G, that's a car cash we buy cars, you know. But God, hallelujah, Bazaluan, He's not done. Why? Because God wants us to excel in this grace of giving. So He works in our hearts so that we know why we are giving. Hallelujah, Bazolani, that he is the source. Everything comes from him. And when he's blessing us, he wants us to have his kingdom in mind. Hallelujah. He wants us to have his kingdom in mind. Haggai reveals to us that the priest went back to work and the Levites went back to work because why the children of God were not giving and bringing offering. And they went back to their skills. Because why? They were serving in the house of the Lord, not because they were stranded, but because they were highly educated as well. That is why when things did not work out, they easily went back to their fields so that they can look after their families. God does not want to see a situation like that, Bazoran, where you have a pastor that has a nine-to-five, He's tired. He can't come and do home visits. You know what I mean? So that is why God wants me and you to excel. To understand why we are giving. And when we have that in mind, God will open doors, Bazalwan. And giving is entrenched in your blood. It's no longer a struggle To give 500,000. It's not a struggle to give 500,000. You know who the source is. That is very clear who you are, Barcelona. We don't want millionaires, Barcelona. People call themselves multi-millionaires, but the altar does not know their money. You are a millionaire. Yes, you tell us, you testify that I'm a millionaire. We appreciate you. We applaud you. We, men, we look on the outside, but God looks on the inside. And the altar does not know my money. It's foreign. We celebrate you and God is looking at you. And sometimes we, we think we are successful because we look at our surroundings. Hallelujah, Bazzalewan. We think we are successful. We look at our surroundings. We look at what we have. But as far as God is concerned, we are still poor. Yes, you are a millionaire, but in God's eyes, you should be a billionaire. In the life that God predetermined for you, you should be a billionaire. And you can be easily be caught up with being a millionaire, thinking, this is what God wants for me. If you do not know, you must ask Saul. Saul was looking for his father's donkeys. He did not know that he was going to be anointed to become the first king of Israel. His father lost donkeys and he was busy, hallelujah, walking, looking around for donkeys. Saul could have returned and gone home, if he did not meet the man of God to anoint him. He didn't know that he was supposed to be king. That was not going to affect him because he did not know, he didn't know that he was supposed to be king. He would have went back home and lived his life without knowing that he was supposed to be the king of Israel. So what I'm saying to you today is that we can think we've made it as far as the world is concerned, but in God, we're supposed to be king. Kings. Hallelujah, Barcelona. May we not miss our moment. Hallelujah, Basaline. This message, the grace of give may we not miss. May I not be satisfied that I could pay 6 million? That's nothing. May I not be satisfied that I got 10 million in my business? That's nothing. May I never be satisfied, but until I cannot count the zeros. Until, until I Basil, the Bible says the children of Israel brought until it was more than enough and until they had to be stopped. And these are the people who came out of slavery. I've never been to a church service where people had to be stopped. A pastor here, I don't know. I've never been, but the Bible says because this is not just a story, Basil, It's a truth that happened that we need to walk in it. It's the same God, same God, same power. We sing, Hallelujah, Bazalan. Same God, we declare, Amen. May our minds know the altar of the Lord. You see, people who are not born again in they know, they do. Mruti made an example last week about a sangoma somewhere who, like somebody who threw, you know, in the publicly money. People in the world who are not safe, they know how to work their altar. Your colleagues that work, they work the altar. They are working their altar, Barcelona. Amen. If you like me, you grew up in a family where everybody did whatever they were. I had an aunt. She used to work her altar, Bazaline, every night without mistake. In the morning, she used to bath with whatever she smelled somehow, but she worked the altar faithfully so. So every time I am lazy to pray, I am reminded about her work ethic in her altar. Then I wake up and I go to my own altar so that i can have an encounter with god one more time because i know unbelievers are faithful in working their systems Barcelona. they work their system we think we look at them and say oh what are they doing but they work their system you watch a soccer match they are working their system they are pouring things in the soccer match publicly Barcelona, there's ninety thousand people watching orlando paris they are pouring their multi case achieves they are pouring They are moody publicly. They are working their system unashamedly. Why must we as children of God, this is the system that God has set for us. He wants us to excel in the grace of giving. God wants us to be prosperous. God does not want us to be a church that is poor. Believers that are poor. Begging, struggling, Bazolani, only we have enough for ourselves and for our families. Nkulungul wants you to have more. Nkulungul wants to have affect society. Nkulungul wants us to do great and bigger things. But Nkulungul can only do it if our hearts are willing, if our hearts are obedient, if we know who is our source, where our wealth comes from. Amen. Number four, it is a commandment given by the Lord to those who are his true disciples. So to be a giver, you need to be a true disciple, not just a follower, a true disciple. A true disciple. God is not looking for a Judas here. Hallelujah, Bezaline. He is looking for a true disciple. Judas, we know what happened to him. We know what happened to him. He was not a true disciple. And Judas, he says, no, they are wasting the perfume. You know, we could have sold it. And, you know, taken the money and given to the poor. Lying. Because we know what at the end, for the love of money, for 30 pieces of silver, amen. He sold our Lord and Savior. So God wants us to be true disciples. He it's a commandment given by the Lord to those who are his true disciple. Are you God's true disciple? We have done well as the church when it comes to healing Basalwan. We know by his stripes we are healed. We know we've done well as the church in other things. We've done well. We know the word. We've done well. We believe God. If you believe God for healing, and God has come through for your healing, it's still the same way. You need to believe God for riches, to be his true disciple. Amen. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, God is looking for a vessel that is willing and obedient. God is looking for a vessel that is willing and obedient. Babu Mzimela used to tell us this story all the time that Gathle he was not supposed to become the lead pastor of KCC. But somebody was not obedient. Somebody was not obedient. All he did was play bass guitar at church. All he did was involve in music. He strongly believed that somebody did not respond to the call of God. And when God looked, he was the next best available person around. That is why, hallelujah, most people could not get his ministry because all he did when he came on a Sunday service was to make jokes and preach one scripture and people will be saved because it's not by might, not by power. Hallelujah, brother So if you are willing, are you a vessel that is available? Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. The blessings will come upon you and overtake you. It means they will come upon you guaranteed forever and overtake you being passed to the next generation in your family, being passed to the next generation in the house of the Lord. They will come upon you, upon you and overtake you. And over- you will have more than enough, Bazalon. You will never lack anything. They will come upon you. But if we are willing and we are obedient, if we are vessels that are available, God says, I will bless you and the blessings will be upon you and overtake you. What kind of a blessing comes upon you and overtakes you? What kind of that blessing? It is a blessing that comes from the Lord, Amen. And as they willingly, as they willingly obey it, it will be exponentially, exponentially reciprocate, re, reciprocated. Hmm? To them, hallelujah, Bazelon. So my, my school fees was 50 rand, you know. I, I I am standing here to you as a miracle to say God can bring you out of nowhere and set you up somewhere else. He does not look at your education. He does not look at your pronunciation. He does not look at all of those things. If you are a vessel, that is available, but we must learn to pronounce it correctly. Hallelujah. Amen. And they will be divinely empowered by God to prosper. God will divinely empower you to prosper. I don't know about you, Bazarana. I want God to divinely. Empower me to prosper, and divinely so. Empower me to prosper. I want the threat, the hand of God upon my life. Anything that is connected to His blessing, I want it. Hallelujah! But I want it. I want it. I want it. And before, I used to say to myself, "I'm very private. When I'm blessed by God, I'm not going to share. I'm going to share with the people that around me, that around me." Hallelujah! A few people that that know. But now my mind is changing. Hallelujah! Because I want it to be. Known that it is the Lord that has blessed me. Hallelujah, Basalan. I no longer want to keep it to myself and to my close friends and family. Right now, I want it to be known. Little things, Basalan. I want it to be known. Hallelujah, Basalan. I know we live in the world of social media where they will eat you alive next and people will comment and say all those things but i want it to be known that it is the lord yeah. hallelujah yeah. it is the lord it is the lord i want it to be known that my 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 source is God. Uh, this blessing is from the Lord. Hallelujah, Bazalan. I did not qualify for it. I did not do anything for it. It landed upon me. Hallelujah, Bazzolanum. I did not do anything special. It landed upon me. I got a phone call. I was called into a meeting and that meeting things were discussed. Before I knew it, a contract was presented. Before I knew it, a deal was signed. Before I knew it, money was deposited in my account. Hallelujah, Bazzolanum. There is no labor there. There is no connection. It is the hand of God upon my life. So I have to let people know I can't keep quiet while God is blessing me. Hallelujah. I have to say something that I was divinely empowered by God. I do not qualify. I do not have the education. I do not have the vocabulary, but I was divinely empowered by God. Hallelujah. Because it is God who blessed me and the blessing of the Lord is overtaking me. I need to share. There, that so that people can know that it is possible. The only qualification that you need, you need to believe God. Hallelujah. You need to be his child. If you are his child, the blessing can come upon you. God, he levels the ground. He does not look at what you have done. He does not look when you are favored by God. God singles you, singles you out. Hallelujah. I want it to be known now. I want it to be known now. I want it to be known that it is God. It is God. It is God. And those who did the deal, I want them to know that it is God. It is God. They might not believe in him, but it is God who used them. Those who, I want them to know it is God. Barcelona. I want God. on my statuses, I want God. I want people who follow me to be irritated by God because it's God. Everywhere I go is God. Hallelujah, Bazolan. I am that kind of a believer. Everything is attributed to God. I know, he says, they will be divinely empowered by God to prosper. Divinely empowered, divinely blessed by God to, to prosper. Divinely. From heaven to me. And that blessing, no one can take it away. As long as I'm And right standing with God. As long as I'm righteous and I'm generous. No one can take it away. They can threaten about it and run around it. Last time I shared with you that I've been doing a project for years. They've been trying to take it. Every time we do it, I give up and say this is the last time. But lo and behold, I get that phone call again to say it is yours again. And Barcelona, they can easily give it to somebody else. Easily like that, give it to somebody else. But when God has decided this, I'm going to divinely empower you with this. Hallelujah, Barcelona. So why would I not bring tithes? Why would I not bring an offering? Hallelujah, Bazalona. Why would I not acknowledge that it is God? Hallelujah, but we need believers who will acknowledge God. And lastly, how do I give? How do I give? Number one, tithes and offering. By giving 10% of my income to the Lord through his house. We know Malachi chapter number three, verse 10. So non-giving of our tithe is stealing from the Lord. It affects our relationships with God So, how do I give? I need to be faithful in tithes and offering. That's number one. This is the altar that you work. As children of God, we do well as far as giving. We are very generous. I must say, Basalon. Hillcrest, very generous. Build a church, very generous. Hallelujah, Basalon. That's good. But it starts there. This is where the enemy stops us. He intervenes there. Hallelujah, Bazalan. This is the system that God set in his word to say for me to bless you so that you can excel in the grace of giving. I want you to become a committed tither. Committed tither, Bazalwan. Consistent tither. When you tithe, you are saying to God, I acknowledge you. I prioritize you. I put you first. Amen. In my business, when I do an invoice or a quotation, I already add the 10%. So that I don't struggle with it, Pastor Mm Chi. So I, by the time I invoice the clients, the 10% has already been added. So I factor it in. It's factored in. That is why when you're tempering with it, I'm like, ah, 10%. It begins with tithes. It's important for every child of God to bring their tithes into the house of God. It's very important. And why is it important? Because God says in Malachi, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for you. Such a blessing that there there will not be room enough to receive it. So God says, "Try me in this." Other version says, "Put me to test." So you need to understand that in the word of the Lord, Barcelona, can we be on our feet? Amen. The word of the Lord, as you study it, will learn that we must not put the Lord our God to test. Jesus answered Satan and said, "You shall not put the Lord our God to test." But God in Malachi makes an exception for us. He says, try me in this, test me in this. God makes an exception to say, test me in this. Bring your tithes and see what I, the Lord, will do. He says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be a room big enough to contain it, to receive it. And he says, try me in this so it's a challenge that God poses before us, His people. Amen. Secondly, by bringing our offering, we must be believers that give. Mruti says, you know, he said, do not, he quoted the scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter number. 3, verse 27, which says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it's in your power to do it. Hallelujah. So, we give not only our tithes, but our offerings. After we've brought our tithes, we bring our offerings. And our offerings, allowed, and remember that the tithe already belongs to God. When you give your tithe, you are not giving. You are giving what already belongs to God. Only when you bring your offering, then you are giving to God. Then through your offering, God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. Your, your tithe already belongs to God. it's a stewardship relationship. Amen. But your offering, this is when God begins to return it back to you. Because now you are giving God beyond the 10%. Hallelujah. that, And thirdly, we give to the poor. Amen. We give alms. The Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends to God. And God does not owe any man. It means that God will repay you. Hallelujah, Bazalan. So don't be envious of the people we see in our societies that are stealing from the poor. They are directly stealing from God. Because the Bible says the poor do not have anybody to defend them. Then God says, I, God, will defend them. So when we lend to the poor, we are lending to God. It moves God when we show com- compassionate to the poor. Hallelujah. It moves the heart of God when we give to the poor. Because the poor, they have no one else except God. Peter came across the man who was sitting outside the temple, who was begging for alms. And they said to him, look at me. And when he looked at them, they said to silver and gold, I do not have. But such as I have, I give unto you. What they gave to that man was beyond money. The ability to walk and make your own money. The ability to walk and go and do things yourself instead of begging. Because poverty turns you into a beggary. Poverty turns you into somebody that begs to be at the mercy of other people. But the Lord this morning, Bazalane, is setting us free in this giving grace. May we give and may God help us, Bazalane. It starts small. I was not perfect when I started. I was not perfect when I started. But when you show God, when you show God, And when the principles are being taught, when they teach us every Sunday, and when we do what God is saying we must do, Baselon, I promise you, tithing works. Because when you bring your tithes, God says, now you can come back to me and ask me of anything. It's a covenant with God. Mruti wrote 12 biblical benefits, a book about tithing. Number one, he says, I'll be your God. Number two, I will be your provider. Number three, I'll be your protector. You like provide and protector. So it means when things are hard, because I'm a tither, I can openly run to God and say, God, my business is struggling. And because I am a tither and I have a covenant with you, Do something about it. I can go with him with boldness. So it's important that I become a committed tither because when I go, I have no guilt. And even if I do, I say to him, help me. If there's one person that we need to, we can't lie. We need to be honest with ourselves. It is God. Hallelujah, Bazzalone. Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the Senior Pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today, and I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message, and God bless you.